welcome back to the show. Wow, this is, for those of you guys on YouTube, I apologize for my appearance. Um, but on that note, you know, I, I talked a couple episodes ago about how I had kind of stopped doing these solo episodes because I was just building them up to need to be some absolute perfect, pristine piece of art that had this beautiful outline. And I was just thinking, I'd like to get back to doing solo episodes. And if that means occasionally just hitting record and, and talking about what's on my mind, I'm going to do that a bit more. I'm certainly going to be uh, committing to some more episodes, some more solo episodes that are a little bit more, whatever, let's just say structured and stuff like that, like many early episodes of work. Um, and I'm pumped about that too. But I want to feel like, hey, dude, if you have something in your mind, just hit record and start talking. And so I want to talk a little bit about what my goals are now, how things have changed. I'm just going to talk off the top of my head, made like literally three notes. Um, because I do feel very, very, I guess, proud of myself is the way I'm, I would say, very proud of, or very, just whatever. I'm very happy and content where I am right now. And I've been in many different places. And something I've talked about a little bit in therapy is just not judging those times where like maybe I look back at myself as a young 20 year old, just an absolute egomaniac, egotistical, vain, only wanted, only, you know, totally identified 100% with how I looked. I mean, I was the fitness person. I was the more muscular person. I was the six pack person. That just was who I was. It was the most interesting thing about me. It was the thing that people knew about me. That, that was it. I just didn't, just, there wasn't much more to me. And, and, um, at that time, it's all I cared about. I doubled down on it. I got off on it. You know, it just like was a source of, pride and, and feeling good for me. And so I was all in on hypertrophy and maximizing gains and, you know, um, all of the things that come along with that, learning about biomechanics more and learning about optimizing programming and learning about proximity to failure and all that stuff that we're still talking about today that I still do find interesting. I Listen, I'm wearing an N1 shirt right now. Um, I'm going to another practical in September. I love learning more about the anatomy and biomechanics. I love learning about all this length and partial stuff. I'm still very much interested in the science of optimization, but I'm interested in the science of optimization because what I'm really interested in is optimizing my time and being most efficient with my time. And so like when people are talking about like, you know, this lengthened partial where like people, you know, whatever, you can get a bit, maybe there's a, whatever, training muscles at longer lengths is obviously good for hypertrophy and maybe we can take that even further into, you know, lengthened partial, intentional lengthened partials. Like a lot of people are interested in that because it's going to maximize their results. I'm interested in it because maybe I can spend even less time training. And so it's just a slightly different application of this stuff. You know, biomechanics for me is not necessarily a way to ultimately get as big as possible. It's a way for me to make sure I get the most out of each set so I don't have to do as much. Um, and that's kind of just where I am right now. And I think that that's partially just an age-related thing in terms of, you know, what life is like when I was 20 years old versus where my life is now, married, looking to start a family, settling down, quote-unquote, um, just certainly in a place where my career has developed, intellectually I've developed, emotionally I've developed, to a point where I'm just not identifying as much with the way I look. And I'm very I'm very happy about that. Um, but in the same breath, I don't want to look back at that time and be so judgmental. I think that, you know, there's a bit of getting to this place required going to that place, right? Go, getting to the place I am right now required taking it to that extreme. And 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 I don't know if required is the right word, but I just don't want to look back on that judgmentally. And, and in the same breath, I don't want to judge anyone who's incredibly excited about that. I mean, I have a group of hundreds of people that are really focused on hypertrophy. Yes, we have a big thread of efficiency in our group training. If you are a pro bodybuilder looking to be Mr. or Mrs. Olympia, you probably don't join my program. You know, we are, you know, a little bit more of like, hey, I'd rather get 90% of the gains, 95% of the gains in 75% of the time, 66% of the time, uh, than 100% of the gains with, you know, 100% of the time, whatever. Um, and that's just, 
you know, something that I feel most passionate about. And so that's what I'm going to do a good job with. And, and, and hopefully that's something that people can resonate with. But I'm not judging. I know a lot of people that I am friends with, coaches, clients, people in the group that are incredibly interested in hypertrophy. They really want to maximize results. They're in that place right now where they're very excited about it. And I love that. I don't look down on it. It's not where I am right now personally in terms of like what my goals are. Um, but I, I support you because I know what that's like. I mean, I think a lot about this like goal setting. And the end goal for me at least, and I'm guessing an iteration of this for everyone, is to be fit and strong and healthy and happy for as long as possible. And for me right now, that involves um, trying to maintain my level of health, you know, which I feel like I'm in a pretty good place in terms of health, with as little effort as possible so that I can have time for, time for other things that make me happy, other things that I wanna do, work, family, whatever, uh, traveling, whatever. And so right now that's where I'm at. But I also know that that there were times where the goals of taking things to the nth degree, you know, um, learning about every single way to bias and line up every exercise for every dis- different division of every muscle, like that there are times I, that I got so excited about that stuff. And that's really good. It was good to take some of those things to the extreme and I'll continue to push myself to learn more. Um, but I'm just not in that place right now. I'm, I'm not in an outcome. I'm not looking for an, an, a better outcome. I'm looking for better efficiency. I'm looking for spending less time on this. Um, I'm looking to, like for me at this moment, the current, my current preferred balance of fitness and nutrition is to, you know, maintain the muscle that I currently have. I don't need to get any bigger. I don't need to get any leaner. Um, certainly neither of those will make me healthier at this point. And so if you're somebody who's under muscled, I think there's a health benefit to gaining more muscle. If you're somebody who's been training for 10 years, like I have, you know, I'm not the most muscular guy in the world. I'm certainly not. But at this point, more muscle isn't making me any healthier. Um, And I'm also not the leanest person in the world, but I'm lean enough where getting even leaner isn't improving my health in any way. And that can be confirmed via blood markers and just like a general understanding of things. Um, And so at this point, I'm like, all right, I want to maintain where I'm at with as little work as possible. It means I want to be working as efficiently as possible. A lot of the research on length and partials interests me. A lot of the research on training to failure interests me, not because it's going to help me get the absolute biggest and leanest I could ever be, but because maybe it allows me to train 15 less minutes per week or something and open up, you know, a couple less sets per week so I can do other things. Um, And so at the moment, my current goals are to be healthy as fuck which means I'm training for strength and hypertrophy. I want to be strong. Uh, I want to be powerful. I want to have muscle. I think those are all part, good, important parts of being fit, like uh, high levels of physical health. Uh, I've also taken up you know, a high percentage of cardio compared to what I've done in the past. Ironically, I'm suffering at the moment with a little bit of shin splints, um, which I've been plagued by my entire athletic life. Um, but I look forward to being more mature this time around and acknowledging what goes into load management, just not overdoing it like an idiot, like I, I did when I was, you know, 15 through 23. Um, and so right now I'm looking at a, an approach where I'm prioritizing a, a combination of cardio and weights. Um, if you look at my training, it is every other day training where I do every other day weights and every other, other day cardio. Right now I don't have any prescribed days off, um, which goes against the you need days off sort of mantra, but I'll explain in a second. And, and we can kind of circle back to, well, you have shin splints, maybe you maybe you should be taking a day off. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm training hypertrophy one day, then zone two. Hypertrophy, zone two. Hypertrophy, zone five. Hypertrophy. So it's just back and forth between hypertrophy and zone two with one day per week. Usually that's just me playing soccer. I'm just counting that as my zone five work. It's not necessarily as perfectly structured as like a 
a zone five, four minute interval kind of session. Um, but to me, that's my higher intensity cardio day. And I do think that on the whole, maybe I could have, I think I could have scaled up to that amount, amount of cardio a little bit more gradually. I think I went from doing uh, 10 years of not doing any intentional cardio to get really getting really excited about it. Um, and I also think what I could be doing a little bit better in terms of avoiding the shin splint situation is just modifying or using different modalities. Right now I have the Peloton treadmill behind me um, and I incline walk for all my zone two. And I love incline walking. It's by far my favorite way to get zone two personally. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I think maybe it's an uninformed opinion, but it feels pathetic to get shin splints from a lot of incline walking, but nonetheless, here we are. And I do some intervals here and there. If soccer gets canceled, whatever, I do a little running. Um, but in any case, maybe also purchasing a different, you know, like a cheap bike or an air, uh, one of the first generation airdynes I've been looking at, or even a concept two, if I want to really invest, um, like the concept bike. Uh, or a road bike, or just having multiple modalities. Like if I'm going to do more cardio, maybe I want to differentiate kind of which sort of modality I'm doing from a impact and load management perspective. But those are the things I'm going to work on. And so right now I'm training every other day, hypertrophy and cardio. Um, the thing is, people are, oh, why aren't you taking a day off? And it's like, again, we can circle back around. I have shin splints. Maybe I should have been taking a day off. I think ultimately this is a sustainable routine for me. My hypertrophy sessions are 30 to 45 minutes. I do maximum eight sets per workout maximum four exercises per workout, two sets each, each either to one RIR or zero or into partials. Um, the idea is I'm training with way less volume so that I can really push the intensity. I train with really high stability exercises. You know, um, most of what I'm doing has a chest support or, you know, um, is an exercise where I'm laying down on a bench or something like that. Nothing that's overly systemically fatiguing. I'm literally just doing these workouts to maintain muscle. Um, and the way to do that is you still need to try and progress. And so if someone's like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't want to grow my arms anymore. I don't want to grow my glutes anymore. Like you still, you still should be doing, like when you're in your sets, you should still be trying to progress week to week. And so I'm still showing up to my workouts. I'm still logging what I'm doing. I'm still trying to progress week to week. Um, and I'm, I, I'm probably doing beyond maintenance volume. Um, Every like six months or so, I'll do some progress photos and I'll do some other objective measures, some subjective measures of muscle growth. And I'll reassess, could I do less and still maintain? Because I'll tell you, I, I'm probably doing still enough to grow. The problem is I'm, I'm at maintenance and, and realistically after 10, 15 years of training, I'm just not gonna grow that much. I'm on like year 14 of training. I'm just not gonna grow very much at maintenance. At, frankly, at all, I, I suspect. I think if I grow at all ever, uh, it's gravy, but I don't think that that's realistically in the cards for me, in the cards for me without a calorie surplus. Um, so I'm trying to find the least amount of work I can do from a hypertrophy perspective to maintain muscle. Um, that would that to me would be really happy because what, what I'd rather do is open up some more time to do a little bit more cardio, which I'll be honest with you, I've been an athlete, I've been an athlete, air quote. I was an athlete when I was younger, uh, a fairly good athlete, but I have asthma and a ton of allergies and I and also never worked at it. And so I think that there's a combination of genetics and adaptations. My cardiovascular fitness is the worst. I mean, literally the worst. You might think of me as like a fit person. Like it is horrible, horrible. I've never played on a sports team, whether it's recreational or competitive where I wasn't the least cardiovascularly, cardiovascularly fit person on the field. I still play with like, no offense, like people who are not fit or don't work out much and just show up on a Tuesday night to play soccer and they're in all better shape than me in terms of like running around the field. Um, 
between my asthma and my allergies and the fact that I think that having those things pre kind of pre-selected me to not work on my cardiovascular fitness, like we all like to work on things we're good at. And I always sucked at cardio. And instead of being like a smart kid who's like, hey, work on your vacancies or hey, improve what you're not great at. Uh, I didn't do that. And I just did like a bunch of ball skills and never actually thought to myself, hey, dude, if you could stay on the field for longer than fucking 12 minutes, like maybe you'd be more of an asset. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm thinking, man, that's what I'm worst at. And I really want to improve. Now, I'll tell you straight up, I hate doing cardio. I hate it. There are forms I like more than others. I think if I put a good TV show on, I can do an incline walk. It's not the end of the world. But man, the like friction I have to overcome to begin doing cardio session is much higher than doing weight training. Um, but it's been a nice journey. I've been learning about it a lot. I hired a coach. I hired a mentor, actually, um, to, to not just help me improve myself, but to give me a real, like, I feel like I have a fairly good understanding of hypertrophy, let's just say. Um, not tooting my own horn, that that's what I would say I know the most about of the of all the things I know anything about. Um, nutrition, general nutrition, and hypertrophy. I'd like to know just as much about cardiovascular fitness, cardiovascular health. Uh, and so that's what I've been learning right now. And part of learning that is doing it myself. And so that's really where I'm at. I, I want to spend as little time on hypertrophy as possible that, so that I can maintain my muscle, so I can make some extra room in my life for cardio, and so I can make some extra room in my life for other things. I mean, you know, it remains to be seen when Jenna and I will decide that we're going to, we're going to like start actually trying to start a family, but man, my life is going to, like, I'm saying this knowing full well that I don't know full well how my life is going to change, but I'm not an idiot. Like I know that my life is going to change drastically in terms of time allocation, time management. Um, and I want to have a minimum effective dose of all of my fitness pursuits so I can be maximally there for my family, maximally there for my, you know, to support my family financially with my work. Um, and my fitness, it's not that it will come second, but, you know, I'll very much be in like an MEV sort of mentality. And that's kind of where I am right now. Cardiovascular fitness I'd like to improve on. Um, I think if I could keep the amount of muscle and strength I have now and for the rest of my life and, and not gain one more gram of muscle, I, I would take that right now. With as little work as possible, I'd take that right now. Um, my fitness pursuits outside of growing are just learning. And so I do enjoy training still, even though I know that the training is like just for the pursuit of maintenance, which sometimes makes it less fun. Um, I still radically enjoy learning new things. And so I treat my training a lot like a playground where I'm trying to learn new things. And yeah, I, I do the same training week to week and, uh, I'm still like quote, trying to progress. I'm still on a program, but I'm certainly, you know, excited about trying new things. And that, you know, if I am ever at a crossroads between like, uh, spend another five minutes doing this, you know, other last exercise I had to do or I, or some other random thing I saw on Instagram or saw one of my friends do that I'd like to try. That's usually where I'll go with those last five minutes there. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's at the, that's the place I'm at right now where I'm really at a minimum effective dose mentality towards my fitness. And that's, you know, most of my, like most of the people in my group program are probably a little bit more interested in it than I am. And that's cool because I've been there and it's fun. And it's, you know, when we talk about setting goals, like setting goals can be everything from amazing to awful. It's about what goals you set for yourself, how much emotion you give it. And if you can assess what the ultimate greater goal is. And so if you're like, hey, I want to do a pull-up, it's like your pursuit of achieving the goal of doing a pull-up can be incredibly mentally healthy because what that goal does is it keeps you in the game. It keeps you going into the gym. It keeps that habit. And that ultimately is the goal. I mean, a, a, 
the, the, the late, great, not, not late, but one of my favorite people, a big mentor of mine, Jordan Syatt once said, uh, maybe it was him and Mike Ficanti back in the day, um, that it's your goal as a coach to get, to get your client to not quit today. Like that's the goal. The goal is to get your client to not quit today. And me as my own client, let's say if I set a goal for myself, I want to do a pull-up. Like the goal is for me to stay in the game, to not give up, to stay going to the gym, keep that habit. And so those goals, you know, being in a bulk, I want to build muscle, being in a cut, I want to do this. Like those goals are good insofar as they help you stay in the game and they help you remain enjoying the process. They're not helpful if they create an, uh, this big dark cloud of consequence where if you don't achieve this goal, all of a sudden it's not fun anymore and you don't enjoy it and you're feeling bad about yourself. And I see a lot of that. And so keep an eye on what your goal is. That goal should indirectly, or I guess directly, force you to accomplish what the main goal is, which is to stay in the game and to enjoy the process. You should be choosing goals in your health and fitness that allow you to enjoy the process so that you can continue doing this for the very, very long haul. Bulking and cutting, like, I'm not about it anymore. I just want to live my life at maintenance calories. That's where I am by far my happiest. Um, you know, again, that, that comes for multiple reasons. One is I don't really feel like counting my macros or calories anymore, and I feel like I'm in a good spot where at this body weight and activity level, this for me is a relatively intuitive body weight, and I mean that in the real meaning of the word intuitive, meaning, you know, if I, 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 right now I'm 194. At the end of my last cut, I was shredded. I was 179, I was 15 pounds lighter. And at, before that cut, I was 200 and, 212, uh, lost like 32 pounds. Uh, and 179, 212, neither of those were, are intuitive. They both take a ton of effort to maintain. One was my leanest body, that takes a ton of effort and low quality of life. 212, I know that it sounds like bulking is all easy, but at that at that body weight, the amount of calories I was eating was just not fun. I didn't feel great. Um, so finding a place where, hey, you know, after 10 years of tracking, after 10 years of, of kind of being in this, which by the way, it might not take nearly that long, but that's just like where I was. Um, I found a place where I could slowly get out of tracking and it wasn't perfect. And there were days I ate more than I wanted to and days where I ate less than I wanted to. There still are days like that. But on the whole, over weeks and months, six months, a year, I can relatively maintain between 190 and 195. And I say easily, not in the sense that it takes no work, but in the sense that it takes an amount of work that I can like subconsciously rationalize on a day-to-day -day basis. That doesn't like actually kind of dig at me on a daily basis. So um, personally, that's where I'm at. But if bulking and cutting, I know for Jenna, I'm not going to speak for her, but for Jenna, what I'm doing wouldn't be so much fun for her because the idea that she wouldn't be making progress gains, um, might make it less fun for her. And I totally get that. Oh my God. I get, I've had to wrestle with that. There are days where I'm like, maybe I should bulk. Maybe this would be more fun if I was gaining. Um, there are totally days I feel that way, but on the net balance, I don't, I feel actually more like I just want to keep my physique where I'm at and push getting better at cardio and also trying to figure out what my least of like least amount of volume that I can do and maintain is. But for those of you guys listening, like, Hey, I'm in a place where I really want to gain and uh, gain and cut and gain and cut because that creates an environment where this is more fun for me. And thus I can continue going, which is ultimately the goal is to continue, you know, actually working out and getting the health benefits. I love that. I mean, I literally love that. I mean, <laughs> bulking and cutting, like I think most people can get to a fit, strong, healthy life without ever spending one day in a surplus. What I mean is like most people can build enough muscle to maximize the health benefits of building muscle without ever going into a surplus. 
That doesn't mean going through surplus is bad. It doesn't mean pursuing more is bad. It's all about staying in the game longer. And if doing that helps you enjoy the process, I'm sounding like a broken record, but if doing that sort of bulking and cutting helps you stay in the game, that's awesome. And I 100% get that. Uh, 100%. I, I am the king of 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 finding it mo- most enjoyable when I take something to the extreme. Maybe not forever, but the first day, you know, the first day I got this treadmill, I bought a $300 lactate meter. I was pricking my blood to test my blood lactate at the end of every session. You know, I was, I'm logging that in a spreadsheet. I'm logging my watts. I'm logging my watts per kilo. And a lot of people are like, Jordan, what are you doing? It's so extreme. And it's like, yeah, but I understand that for me to build the habit of doing cardio, to fall in love, to enjoy the process more, I find that I get a lot of fun by learning more and going all in on something. So I sure as shit get that. I happen to have taken a small step back from that, but I'm very happy that I've gone to those extremes. It's helped me kind of take a step back, reflect and come to a place and just move on and kind of iterate over time how I feel about things. And so if you're in a place where you're taking it super to the extreme, you're like really focused on your health and fitness, you're maximizing gains in the gym, like no shame, that's cool. Just make sure that it's, it's actually, you're actually enjoying doing that. Um, you're actually enjoying the process of doing that. That That's ultimately what, like, you don't want to burn out and then 20 years later be like, yeah, I really was, I was on it back then. It's like, no, no, no. Like 20 years from now, you should still be doing this. Like the whole point is to enjoy the process so that you can stay fit, strong, healthy, have a good relationship or, or be physically, uh, physically autonomous for as long as possible. So we'll get to, you know, I guess I can rant on that another time. Um, Anything else that I want to go through? Um, no, I think I look back at that time myself when I was super into the hypertrophy, and I think I do that often. I go cyclically through. When I get off this podcast, I'm going to have an espresso. I'm going to read the science of running because right now I want to learn more about that. Not because I need to be, you know, Kipchoge or like some marathon runner. It's because I just want to, you know, I'm acknowledging these days that if my goal is to be ultimately fit and strong and healthy and my absolute best, healthiest self for as long as possible, I probably need to do a little bit of cardio. Um, and for me, in order to establish that habit and to really fall in love with doing it and make it something I do for the long term, I, I get the idea of going all in on it. And so right now, that is kind of where I'm at. Um, I'll probably do an endurance event at some point, which is hysterical because, again, you guys can hear me like wheezing during this podcast if you listen enough. Like, um, I'm just, I just, it's so out of the norm. And if you told me I'd be excited to do that. Now, I'm not excited to do it because cardio freaking blows, but um, I'm excited for the challenge. And I know that for me, that goal while, you know, uh, maybe 10 years from now, I have no interest in doing it. But I know the process of me training for something and working on something. I know that that's going to ultimately help me formulate a long-term healthy uh, habit of doing some cardio for the long term. And so I acknowledge that. I just happen to not be there right now with hypertrophy. I'm more in a minimum effective dose. I'm still very much interested in the the science of, you know, tra- training to training to failure. How much volume should we do? Like, training with in, in a more length of position with length and partials and certain intensity techniques. Like I love all that stuff. It's just funny because I'm no longer in the situation of like, oh, this is going to get me better gains. I'm in the situation of like, well, you know, maybe I can get away with doing two sets if, you know, I train in a little bit more length and position, I go closer to failure, et cetera. So anyway, appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to do some of the more of these a uh, little more informal uh, sessions here. If I feel like I get the urge to chat, I'll hop on here. So I appreciate you guys listening. If you enjoy these, shoot me a message. Say, hey, I've been enjoying your solo episodes. It's really great. Um, definitely something I hope to be doing more. I was going to say this year, but it's kind of, yeah, exactly halfway through the year. So I guess for the rest of this year. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. 
If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.